2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verses 5 through 8 this is sort of like a trailer for an up-and-coming attraction Uh, 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verses 5 to 8 and this is from the voice translation of the Bible if you uh, Ever want to see the whole thing? Praise God. The one who has worked and tailored us for this is God himself, who has gifted us with his Holy Spirit to, he has gifted, who has gifted his Holy Spirit to us as a pledge toward our permanent home. In light of our, in light of this, we live with a daring passion and know that our time spent in this body is also time we are not present with the Lord. The path we walk is chartered by faith. The path we walk is chartered by faith, not by what we see with our eyes. There is no doubt that we live with a daring passion. But in the end, we prefer to be gone from this body so that we can be at home with the Lord. Let me pause right there. I need a volunteer, particularly 12 and under. Um, Yeah, I don't know. This is gonna be. I need a. I need. Okay, Jonathan, why don't you pause there? I'll catch. I'll. I'll grab you when you're ready. Let me read this in a shorter, condensed version so that you can understand where, what, what, what we're trying to get across at this moment. God Himself, same uh, passages of Scripture. God himself has gifted his Holy Spirit to us. Can you repeat after me? The Holy Spirit Spirit is a gift from God. God. Amen. He's a gift from God. It's quite interesting that we say that. Well, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. In In light of this, in light of this, in light of the fact that the Holy Spirit is a gift from God to us, we live with daring passion. In light of having the Holy Spirit, we live with daring passion. The path we walk is charted by faith and not by what we see with our eyes. There is no doubt that we live with a daring passion. I want to speak to you on the subject, the person. The person called Holy Spirit. The person called 
Holy Spirit. Because God has gifted us, given us the gift of Holy Spirit, we live with a daring passion. It is interesting that the person who volunteered for my illustration, his name is Jonathan. And the name Jonathan means gift of the Lord. Actually, the, the J-O in Jonathan is really shot for Jehovah, which means the Lord. We have been, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with our ministry, over the last, say, school year, we have been, uh, we have been returning to studying the doctrines of the Bible, the main 12 doctrines of the Bible, because your doctrine will determine where you go. And we don't have time to explain that, but I like what, uh, Edwin Lewis Cole, who was the, the father of men's ministry, he once said these words, you are the summation. You are the summation of the words you spoke and the words that were spoken to you. Who you are is what's been spoken to you. If you don't believe that, that's why you go to school. That's why you go to school. You are the summation of all that has been spoken to you and all that you have spoken. And so that's why doctrine is so important because doctrine means, the word doctrine means teaching. It means instruction, means what, what, what builds you on the inside, and it also means education, means what leads you out. So when we talk about doctrine, we talked about the doctrine, first of all, uh, what doctrine is, and then we learn about the doctrine of the scriptures, following the script, amen, following the script, there's a script for your life, and if you stay on that script, you will be successful. And if you get off script, off script, pardon me, off script, Sure. When you do, when you stop deviating from this, you will not be successful. So we talked about the doctrine of the scriptures. We talked about the doctrine of God. No, who God is. Uh, and we, uh, talked about, uh, the doctrine of Christ. This fall, we're going to be talking about the most misunderstood doctrine and person in the Trinity. And that is the Holy Spirit. And the first mistake that we make about the Holy Spirit is referring to him as it. And I think the reason why we do that is because of the fact that we, we know more about his effects than him as a person. So, for example, we compare him to being gentle like a dove. We compare him to be fire. You know, so someone said, oh, he's like fire, shut up in my bones. That's the scripture. Uh, we compare him to wind. Are you following me? And so that's nice. But if I, if I said, um, let me point to this young man. Are you a fast runner? Yeah, okay. So he says, he's a fast runner. So uh, what's your name, sir? DJ. So if I say DJ runs like a deer, we're so, uh, runs like a gazelle. Well, we know a gazelle is fast. Yes. So 
As soon as you say DJ, you're like, he's fast because he runs like a gazelle. But just because I say he runs like a gazelle doesn't mean he's a gazelle. And so when I say the Holy Spirit is like fire, it does not mean he is fire. The Holy Spirit is a person. God is a person. Jesus certainly is a person. And the Holy Spirit, he is a person. And so when you look at John, it constantly refers to the Holy Spirit as he. And because he is a person, watch this, that means if the Holy Spirit is a person, if the Holy Spirit is a person, that means he has personality. He can be grieved, saddened. He can be excited. He can be thrilled. He can be pleased. Paul says this, and I want to talk about three things and then we'll hopefully stir you up for September when we really get into this. But there's be enough of this to really help us, I hope, to pivot towards what God is is asking us to do because we still have three more months of Jubilee. Amen. 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 And if you're trying to figure out what Jubilee is, go to our website. All the sermons are there. But Jubilee is two things. You get back people and you get back property. Amen. So this, so what struck me in the voice version, it says, because I have the gift of the Holy Spirit, he says, I live with Daring, I live my life with daring passion. The King James Version says, because I have the Holy Spirit, I am always confident. So let's look at three things. First of all, daring passion. The word daring means to have the necessary courage to try something new. Mm. (laughs) To have the necessary Courage to try something new. I went out to dinner with uh, somebody before they were leaving, uh, and we went out to dinner, and they said to me, I said, you picked a restaurant, so they picked uh, an ethnic restaurant, and I think it was a Spanish restaurant. I can't remember, but anyways, and I said, well, what do you get? And they said, I am getting octopus. And I said, I am not that daring. <laughs> but I, but, but notice, I, I, I was daring enough to at least try a piece. And my whole point is, is that, that as we, no, my whole point is don't get octopus. No, that's not my point. My, my point is, is that we've got to be living lives of daring passion. Lives that are willing to have the courage to try something new. Mm. Oh my. This word phrase also means we live with, we, we are always, the King James Version says, because we have the Holy Spirit, we're always confident. And 
the word confident means we exercise courage in the Greek, or it means of be of God courage, a good courage, God courage. So we, because we have the Holy Spirit, we exercise courage. Because we have the Holy Spirit, we exercise courage. Because we have the Holy Spirit, we exercise courage. You and I are going to need courage if we're going to enlarge the sphere of influence that God has given us. Amen. If you and I do not have courage, we will remain stuck in life. All you have to do is look at your lives and I can guarantee you the thing that has kept you stuck is courage or the lack of courage. And so he says we exercise courage. Come up here, Jonathan. Oh, good. You can give me something and then I'm going to give you something. Okay, so a nice, fine young man. You look happy. Okay, good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And, you know, how old are you, Jonathan? Twelve, okay, twelve. So, and he, no, he's in pretty good shape. No, kind of, no, getting there. So what we have to do, <laughs> if we're going to make sure that Jonathan's strong, okay, why don't you, why don't you count how many should he give? Is this your godson? Yes. Okay, so he's your godson. So you can blame him. How many? How many can he? How many can he do? Father, Godfather. He could do about twenty, but we don't have that much time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. How, so how many? How many should he do? Godfather. Five. Okay. Okay. Five. You said he can do twenty, right? Okay, he's gonna do twenty, because the Godfather said you could do twenty. Now, he may not think he can do 20, but Godfather said he can do 20. He may not think he can do 20, but his Godfather said he can do 20. Your Godfather said you can do 20. Don't look at me, your Godfather. Some of you are looking at your circumstances, but your Godfather... So let's go. 20. Yeah, I don't think you should look at me. Look at your godfather. You all got that, right? Watch this. Okay. Seeing them. You all were cheering them, right? Yes. Seeing them. 
that we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. So while you are exercising courage, there is a stadium full of witnesses saying one, two, Moses is three, David four, Joseph five, Rahab six. There's a cloud of witnesses that are saying, if I can make it, you can make it. And just in case you don't know who they are, they're in, they've been inducted into the Hebrew Hall of Faith. Hebrews chapter 11. Exercise courage. Be of good courage or be of God courage. Let me give you a few definitions of the word courage. And then we will move into baptism. Uh, the word uh, courage the word courage is um, in our English definition, it is uh, the quality watch this of spirit. The quality of spirit. And you are divided into spirit, soul, and body. And we don't have time to get into that. But the quality of spirit that enables, not watch this, not disable, but enables a person to face danger. To face difficulty or to face pain without fear. Let me say that again. It is the quality in our spirit that enables us, not disables us, to face danger, difficulty, and pain without fear. Which is why, notice, I, I said the quality of spirit. The quality of spirit. Um, if I could borrow, let me see. Ava, could I borrow you for a moment? So, let's say, let's say, that Ava is your spirit, okay? She needs, for courage, a quality in her spirit that will allow her to face what? Danger, difficulty, and pain without fear. So, what happens is that, I said spirit, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is that the Holy Spirit comes and fills her spirit, right? And lifts her 
above the circumstances. Okay. The Holy Spirit comes and fills your spirit and lifts you above your circumstances. Watch this. So you can see what God sees. That was a bad word. You got to give me five. There you go. Yeah, I got one for you too. Her father's like, no, no, get paid, get paid, get paid. I taught you well, girl. Are you following me? That's why you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He fills your spirit. He doesn't fill your mind. He doesn't fill your heart. He, he fills your spirit. And then he gives you the ability to face danger and difficulty and what? And pain without fear. Mm. Let me give you five synonyms of the word courage. Number one, courage means to be fearless. Notice, I didn't say without fear. I just said fearless. You'll have less fear. Okay. Which means that you'll have enough fear to trust in God, but not too much fear to be paralyzed. That's a good one right there. The word courage means, this is the heavy one, resolve. Resolve. Now we look at resolve like, you know, being firm. No, resolve, meaning that you, re mean what? Again, I'll go back. Mean, resolve means you keep going back until it's solved. You don't quit. Courage is sometimes, some of you don't realize that you are courageous because you haven't quit. You haven't quit on your marriage. You haven't quit on your kids. You haven't quit on your future. You haven't quit on life. Just for some of you, just getting out of bed is an act of courage. And don't let the devil make you think that you're not courageous because as long as you keep going back until your issues is solved, you have courage. The Bible says in Proverbs, I believe, well, Psalms of Proverbs, it says the righteous man falls seven times. That means he got up six. You know, somebody ought to shout on that because you have been lied to, bamboozled by the devil to think that, well, because you haven't, you know, look at your life and look at all the failures. Yeah, but you still are resolving. You keep going back and sooner or later, it's going to be solved because you have the answer on the inside. His name is Holy Spirit. This word courage means adventurous. Whenever you see O-U-S at the end, it means full of, full of adventure. When you have, you know why the Holy Spirit makes you adventurous? It's because we all can agree that the Holy Spirit 
well, hopefully we can agree, that the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead, right? And how many of you would, would, would tend to agree that God never loses? He, he's got a perfect record. So, mm, I need to get five from somebody. Okay, okay. In fact, I need to get five from you too. Okay, okay. I, I'm going to let you ask this question. Turn to your name and say, neighbor. What would you attempt to do if you knew in your mind, in your soul, in your emotions, in your body, what would you do if you knew that whatever you did, you would never lose? What would you attempt If you knew, you would never lose. That means you'd be like, well, let me try this. Basketball players, any basketball players out here? Raise your hand. Basketball players. Okay, basketball players. Okay. See, someone said, anybody know about a heat check? Okay, okay, okay. For those of you who know what a heat check is, a heat, a heat check is is, you know, you shoot it from three feet and, you, and it keeps going in. You just have one of those days when they say the basket is like an ocean. And then, I mean, you throw it up backwards, it goes in. You throw it like this, it goes in. And then you move further back. And then a heat check is when you say, well, let me see how hot, let me see where I can shoot it from. Let me see what I can attempt. And, and I'll keep, I'll keep shooting from anywhere. Until I miss. That's a heat check. That, a heat check is when you, you attempt things that you're like, oh, I know this is crazy now. This, this is just going. I, I, I remember I played one of the best basketball players in the city across the street. I'll never forget this. I think I told you this before. And I said to him, come on, let's play one-on-one. We're waiting for the league to start. I said, let's play one-on-one. And he was sitting right across the street. He was sitting on the steps across the street. And he looked at me. Like, are you, are you serious? You, you really want me to play you? And I think he just respected me as a minister. He kind of rolled his eyes and he said, okay. So we got on the court here. I said, game to 11. He said, all right. And then he, he really disrespected me because he, he didn't even tie his sneakers. <laughs> and I looked down like, oh, wow, you're going to disrespect me like that, not even tie your sneakers. He, he was like, <laughs> And you know what? I don't care what anybody said. There is a God. I don't think I was so hot. I could shot it from another aerial cold. And the whole, I tell you, the Holy Ghost, because what happened was that because of waiting for a game, all of a sudden, all these dudes would gather. I mean, there were guys around the fence and they're like, oh, so they're like, yo, I was going to almost say his name, but I don't want to embarrass him. So I said, um, <laughs> so, so they were like, Yo, man, everybody say, yo, man, Rev is beating, dude, no such and such. And they're like, Rev is beating you? And, 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 and you know how it is. Two more points. Oh yeah. About three more points. And I'm up like eight to three because I could not miss. I mean, I could have shot from Mass Ave. I could not miss. And, and so now he ties the sneakers. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And, and now the defense is like this. And 
And now, you know, I only need one more point to live. And I was like, please, Jesus, if there is a God, if you, if I'm a man of God, if you please just, just this once, Jesus, I felt like, like Samson, just this once, if you just avenge me from the heathens. No. So I won the game. I won the game. I won the game. Well, here's a funny thing. That happened, it happened about 20 years ago. And every time I, every time I see him, He's like, yo, Rev, you gonna play me? I said, I told you. I will never play you again. He has a wife, kids, <laughs> grandchildren. <laughs> I told him I'll never play you again. I will have forever beaten you. But the point was is that I was so hot that I was willing to attempt anything. What would you attempt if you knew there was such an anointing on you that no matter what you did, you would be successful? Folks, God's reputation is great and worthy to be praised. And God, look, you're not so special that God is going to mess up his reputation on you. I mean, if he's going to start losing, I think he can think of better candidates than us. Hmm. What would you attempt? I've started walking around with that mentality when I feel like the Lord is saying, attempt this. And I start thinking, what would, would, I, would I be paralyzed with fear like I am now if I knew I couldn't lose? Two more. This word uh, courage means pugnacity. Pugnacity, which is a, which is a Latin, what well, was derived from a Latin word, which means to fight. You know, some of you have just you you've lost your fight, and the devil has get to make you mad enough to stop fighting again. I know I'm talking to somebody right now. I've always said this. I'll say it again for those of you who knew. My motto was this. If you can't beat them, beat them up. You'll, you'll get that later. So let me just, okay. So, you know, I mean, come on, folks. If you're going to be in a fight, at least, at least let people know that the person you were fighting was in a fight. Come on, folks. You don't want to be in a fight and, the person after they finish fighting you, they can go to the prom? <laughs> okay, you want people to say, yo, man, we won, but I don't want to play you anymore. It's, it's quiet in here. And, and you need to let the devil know that if he messes with you, he is in for a fight. Stop allowing the devil to come in your house Take your lunch money and then go. <laughs> you need to take the word and slap him upside the head. You need to be able to say like to the devil, that's all you got? See, because mm. some of you, see, some of you are like, I will never say that. You think 
You think that just because you don't say to the devil, that's all you got, that he's going to stop? See, he got you tricked into thinking that, no, if I, if I provoke the devil, he'll re- he's going to jack you up anyways. Come on, folks. Come on, folks. Some of you, uh, uh, you don't have to say who you are because we don't want you to, you know, get traumatized from, you know, the, uh, your early days. But you know that, that, that when people was, was bullying you, that when you submitted, they didn't stop. In fact, usually the way you stop the bully is punch him in the mouth. Now, you may get beat up, but he'll know, you know what, you you ain't worth it. Let me find somebody else who will submit. Some of you, you, the devil, he don't even have to break into your home anymore. You just said, here's the keys, just don't hurt me. (laughs) Devil's all up in your house. How many of you have ever had somebody who ain't got it like that with you go into your refrigerator and take something? Okay. And, and, and did you have to look like... And depending on how saved you are. <laughs> but, but something rising like... Like... Did you get permission to... But the devil... Some of you, you, he, he not only sits at your kitchen table. In fact, he goes to you. Get me some soda in your refrigerator. Devil goes into your bedroom and said, you, you sleep on the couch. I'm sleeping in your bed. I know you're mad at me. So turn your name and say, neighbor, where's your fight? Where's the fight? Where's the fight? Where's the fight over your kids, over your marriage, over your finances, over your health? Where is over your church, over your ministry? Where's your fight? It takes courage to fight. And the final thing is tenacity. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 says, uh, no, Hebrews chapter 10, yeah, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 says, let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering because he is faithful that promised. Let me close with a scripture because, so that you can understand. In fact, it's so easy to get this courage that some of you all are not going to believe me. It's that easy. So I'm going to show you a scripture. And Sally, after I show you the scripture, you still won't believe me. But for the month of, for the next three weeks, just try it. Just try it. Just, just try what I said for the next three weeks and see if there's any muscle there at the end of three weeks. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it will work if you work it. It's not an 18-step plan. It's not even a three-step plan. It's a one-step plan. Are you with me? And it's found in Acts chapter 7. So Acts chapter 4, verse 7 and 8 and 13. You may say, why it's not on the screen? It's because the Holy Spirit just gave it to me this morning. And I was like, wow, that's it. Acts chapter 4, verse 7, 8, and 13. The rulers had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. 
By what power? But why, and by what authority and by what name did you do this miracle? In other words, who do you think you are? Verse 8, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people. You ought to read what he said to them. I mean, the same Peter who denied Jesus and was fearful, now jumped bad in the 70 most powerful people in the nation and said, yeah, you all killed him. What you going to do about me? And then this is the scripture. And then we will pray. When these powerful leaders, NIV, saw their courage, when they saw their courage, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, no PhDs, no MBAs, not even a high school degree, unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. So what's the secret, Bishop? Walk, spend more time with the Holy Spirit. No, no, there got to be, no, no. Spend time in the presence of the Lord. Excuse me. Spend time with the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, it'll change everything. Peter and John spend time with Jesus. And who is Jesus now for us? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Because Jesus, can I borrow you, Rachel? Jesus says to his disciples, hey, guys, I'm going away, but don't worry. I'm not leaving you. I am going to send another comforter, another comforter, another comforter. Okay. In other words, I'm with you, but I'm going to send somebody else to you. Thank you. Who can do the same thing for you that I did. Only he's better because now he can be with Nir, he can be with Jane, he can be with Sister Tal, he can be with all you all at the same time. So he's even better than me. And if you start spending time with the Lord, you will be surprised how daring you will become to take over things that God has for you. Because right now, God has things for you, but some of you are afraid. God has things for you, but some of you have lost your fight. Some of you have, God has things for some of you, but some of you have lost your resolve. But this is a new season. Amen. This is a new season. This is a new season. This is a new season. You don't have to accept the report that's been put over your life. This is a new season. And the best 
is yet to come. Amen.